Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to all of the live viewers out there. Hello, Molly. Hello, Lindsay. And hello to the replay viewers. And hello, Gemma. Hey. What is going on? Um, not a lot. We're good. No, it's all good. <laughs> so good. We have oh, a fun episode today. Yes, very much. Bunnies, rabbits. Yeah, rabbits. <laughs> uh, today we're doing a guest interview with a good friend of ours, Miss Ella. Ella the bunny mom. Uh, and she has a really cool story uh, about stress in the workplace and how she decided well you know what i'm not going to tell you i'm going to let her tell you so let's bring on our guest and everybody say hello to miss ella say hi ella hi ella <laughs> how are you today ella I am fantastic. I'm seeing like all our friends on in the comments. Thank you. Yes, everybody's here. Hello, Des. We got Molly. We got everybody here. Dina D, of course. Dina D. Brian, my voice coach is here. I'm not singing TJ. today. No, I mean, not singing. Not singing during the next hour. How's the How's the hand doing? How is the who? Your hand. Oh, thing. you want me to show the knuckle that I busted? Sure. It's not the thumb. It's not the pinky. Oh, boy. It, it, it is not my ring finger. And it's not my index finger either. Oh, yeah, that one, Bo. <laughs> Bo's got it. <clears throat> yeah, so, he wins the grand prize. So, without further ado... Shall we get into tonight's topic? Sure. So what I'd like to do is have Ella kind of share uh, a little bit of her story coming up and in, in, through the corporate world and everything and, and how stress played such a major role in a decision that you made along the way, correct? About going, yeah. changing directions and following a, a, a passion. Is that fair to say? Yes, we call that a career pivot. A career pivot. All right, well, take it away, Ella. Hello again, gang. Replay viewers. You guys, most of you guys know me as Ella the Bunny Mom. But before this current life that I have, I used to be in the corporate technology world. Ever since I graduated from school... I worked for the local utility company and then the jeans people, Levi, for over 10 years. And then after that, a couple of other tech companies and then finally a bank. Um, I had my longest tenure at Levi. And why did I leave? Um, towards the end, I was, I personally was not treated badly. But the company has, during the year, my last year there, the company has gone through a lot of restructuring. And we know what that term restructuring actually means, right? 
Uh, there's a lot of what, layoffs and yes, mm. because they don't want to call it downsizing because that'll just make people panic. Um, so I saw some of my best friends got that though. There were many afternoons of helping people pack up their stuff and load up their car. And some of these people have been with the company for uh, upwards of 15 to 20 years. So that kind of wore on me a little. I decided at that point that, um, well, you guys know that I'm kind of hard-headed. Um, I kind of decided that, that not, no one else is going to like determine my fate. So I started looking for another job and uh, handle my papers. So I did. Um, and then that's when I went to Cisco in Milpitas. Oh, and then part of the other stress is not really just from work. My, my dad passed away like the last five years or so I was with Rebuy. So I was carrying a little bit of the never quite resolved kind of grieving mm. into a career that requires me to be always on. Um, and that's the other part of my tech career, right? Even when I personally didn't have to be on call and answer to like the um, high severity issues, um, my group had to. And whenever they have to wake up, I wake up because I report up to the executives. And then every morning we used to have an operations meeting at about seven because the data center is um, in Dallas. So they're two hours ahead and the management, like, you know, like the director and up level, they meet at nine o'clock their time, seven, mine. Um, so I left Levi carrying a little bit of that, but I found a job right away. So it wasn't an issue about whether or not I could find anything. Um, but after being at Cisco for about a year or so, um, these anxiety type of symptoms started creeping up more and more. I, I thought it was only the dad thing causing me to not deal with um, work stress as well as I once did. I mean, we just never faced us. Oh, call. Okay, get up. You know, bring up your computer, fix we, what we got to fix. And then we tell each other, sleep fast, sleep fast before the phone rings again or before we have to wake up for our seven o'clock meeting. Um, always, always on the move. Yeah. And my dad requ required seven by 24 care too. I mean, my mom took that, but my dad's issues usually get um, more severe at night as, you know, a lot of other conditions are. And he was a stroke patient. So um, every time something goes wrong, it's like immediately almost life-threatening. Mm. So switched jobs, went to Cisco. Symptoms came back up again, like the heart, heart racing, the not quite being able to sleep, even worse. Um, not wanting to eat. Um, and the only way I knew how to cope was really to work more. <laughs> That is a, a common uh, masking thing. Like I was doing that myself when I mm. was trying. I was actually using work to try and not drink. <laughs> uh, I yeah, knew I I mean, was, it was a safe place. Yeah, because I knew exactly what I was doing there. In that place, 
in that space, I don't have to deal with any of the cobwebs, the BS that's kind of like compartmentalized. You don't have to deal with life outside. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And most of work can easily be controlled, or so I thought. Um, mm. So, so the first disability break came from around like the end of my Cisco gig. And how long were your work days, you know, at these first two? Um, it sounds like it was more than an eight hour day. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I reported to a boss in Singapore during my last two or three years at Levi. So um, it is what, like a 10 hour difference? I have no idea. So a lot of times I have to stay late because that's when her day starts. Oh. Um, we do kind of have to meet face to face via video every now and then. Um, so on, on top of the being on call all the time, I had to do that too. And then similar for Cisco, not, not as much. So that was part of the reason why I took the Cisco job. But unfortunately, that job took me 60 miles away from home, which means in Bay Area traffic, going home is a two-hour trip. So that was another. <laughs> and, and, and Austin was um, still little then. I still have to have the to fulfill the mom duties. So I kind of like hauled my, yeah, surely knows. <laughs> hauled my rear end from the office, like straight home. And usually I won't get back until like eight or nine. Um, then, you know, here comes my first significant disability break where I just didn't know what was wrong. I was always feeling sick. I'm like, it's, do I have a heart condition? What is this like heart racing business, right? I didn't mm -hmm. really know what anxiety was. Hmm. What is that? I think my heart is going to like pump too much and explode. That's how yeah. I told my doctor. And then when he started saying, you know what, it could be, you know, it could be psychological. I said, are you saying I'm crazy? <laughs> of course. I've always yeah. been. I've always been able to deal with this kind of stress because it's my whole entire career. Don't tell me that what I dealt with five years ago, perfectly fine, turned into not fine somehow. And it's in my head. And he goes, no, you just, you know, just try to find a therapist. And I said, BS. Okay, just prescribe me something. <laughs> just fix it. Um, and he goes, well, I can't really fix it right away. And I said, well, but I can't go to work with my heart racing like that. I always feel like I'm going to faint, which I did. Another short. Um, so he says, maybe you need a break. I said, all right, let's take one. So I did. The first break was close to half a year. But half then you know, at the end of half a year, expensive Bay, Bay Area mortgage still has to be paid. Yes. Mm. Yes. Um, all the bills piling up. And uh, I mean, it's paid leave, yes? Uh, yeah. For three months. For three months. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, bills still piling up. Stress is now adding on uh, to the, uh, the, you're not really yeah. doing yourself any justice on your time off to uh, no, alleviate no, that really. stress. Because half the time I was trying to look for the next job. 
Yeah. Which should not happen because what kind of break is that to have to wake up every day and go, I'm not sure if the old job is really going to wait for me. If they don't wait, they can't fire me because I was on a um, uh, kind of a disability leave, even though I wasn't paid during the last three months. Mm-hmm. So by law, they can't let me out. They can't can me because of my health condition. But they can reassign me to be like a custodian or something. <laughs> they can well, do that. There or, is or, that. Or make life a living hell if they want to. Um, so, so after your six months sabbatical, mm-hmm. were you feeling any kind of calm or any? Did did it help at all? It did. Um, towards the last two months or so i felt like i was actually getting better and i was calmer didn't have as many like racing heart kind of issues but once i started looking for a job and going back it kind of like just it boiled over much quicker the second time around it didn't take like another five ten years for the symptoms to show I was kind of hoping for that. I thought I got better. You know, I didn't just fall sick immediately and got really bad last time. So I thought if I can last another five, 10 years, I might be ready to go. Yeah. Um, so apparently that didn't work out. <laughs> so next job. Um, next job, my nieces and nephews and my son all thought it was the coolest thing on earth because it was a tech startup with amazing benefits. I mean, amazing benefits. About five meals per day. What? You, you never have to bring a wallet. And at dinner time, you can invite your family. <laughs> so you're there from, you're there for long enough to have five meals. You can invite your family. You basically live there? Um, yeah. I mean, I try not to, but the funny thing is that watching the other employees' um, behavior, one is that I've seen more than one couple date after, after hours at the office. <laughs> I've seen people play Monopoly, Mahjong after hours at the office. Um, sounds like, and, sounds like my work. Yeah. So there's that. a reason why you were treated like so incredibly well. Um, so I brought my niece and nephew and Austin like, oh, and you get to ride scooters in the office. This sounds, where's, all the, where's the stress? <laughs> and there's a band room with a piano, a drum set all the electric guitars because the owner plays a guitar. Uh, JBS, what did you do at the startup? Sounds great. I was um, an asset manager for their data centers. And the data centers are local in San Jose, um, in Ashburn, Virginia, um, Hmm. a couple more in the central time zone. And they're purposely, you know, like, uh, spread apart that way. It's kind of like, you know, part of the failover. 
no single point of failure, all that. Um, oh, Bo, that, that means I keep track of all of the company's um, back-end tech equipment. Um, I have to write, help them with the books of depreciation. I have to help with making sure that, because they were building so fast. Every other day, there's millions of dollars of, of back-end office network equipment. And my job is to make sure every single serial number gets captured, that the um, contracts with the vendors are good, um, that I set up some kind of uh, technical and logistical procedure so that um, when the engineers fire up the servers, all they have to do really is to slide the thing in, plug in the power. If I do my job correctly and then they do theirs correctly, then really it's just a part of turning on the, the power switch. If everything lines up just so, a server can be alive in half an hour. Mm. Yeah, wow. so. It, the mind, or my mind reels, thinking about all that. I mean, you were trained obviously in this, in this art form. Um, so it makes, a little bit more sense to you like yeah. if i tried to teach you know describe mm -hmm. how to cover up a sucking chest wound it might <laughs> where are the muppets oh okay no that was not a swear word sucking, <gasps> sucking with an s oh okay sorry i thought you were swearing with a lisp <laughs> she's that used to you saying it by now you know hi jim I... thank you for the award. Uh, hi guys anything that rhymes with up i just presume you're saying okay uh where were we <laughs> so you were at your third job now and how many jobs uh before you made your your grand switch um your pivot, there I'm was sorry. one more after the startup okay Ooh. yeah so same symptoms but worse because the stresses of a startup are completely on a different kind of scale not only are you expected to well they serve you oh they serve you five meals and and happy hour the liquor flows freely there's a bar that's a full-on bar at the office wow yeah and i you know i can't i don't like it it's not like i'm antisocial. oh i could be antisocial too i know i've heard you mention you're not much of a drinker so yeah, so that was not appealing, but the bringing the family over for dinner every now and then is amazing. And it mm. is not just like spaghetti and meatballs. It was really good restaurant food. The Steaks. first day, yeah. Oh, wow. Seafood, sushi, dessert, ice cream, all prepared in-house by the in-house chef. So, so what, uh, at this job, I mean, this sounds amazing, but it does, doesn't it? but obviously we weren't there. What, um, what was it that, you know, kind of put you over the edge of, at, at this particular job? Was it the long hours? Was it, 
Um, the long hours I was used to. I mean, I think if it was just long hours and similar to my previous jobs, I think I would have lasted a little longer. Mm -hmm. But is that plus, plus, oh, I didn't say the firm thing, but plus a manager that, that rules by micromanaging and intimidation? Yeah. Um, I'm familiar. Yeah. Uh, it, nothing like <laughs> I have ever experienced and nothing like how I treated my staff. So that was quite eye-opening. Um, so I only lasted about a year or so there. Most people think, it must be crazy to leave a job with that many perks. And I said, well, I, I got in there for that reason. I got in there timing how many years exactly I need to stay there in order to cash out my options and um, sock away a bigger chunk into my 401k so that Austin's college will be completely play, paid for. That was the plan. That's why I went in that one thinking, I can do it. Yeah. And one of the I things I've, one of the things I've always kind of admired about you uh, is I've heard you say on on numerous occasions that uh, it doesn't matter how much money they throw at you and 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 uh, perks and all this stuff if you're not enjoying your work or if if it's so stressful that it's causing you heart palpitations and this that and the other I'm out. Yes, if I, 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 I took a little long to learn um, and I kind of dismissed the family's advice, suggestions. Don't do it for the money, Ella. And I'm like, I was never in love with computers. Well, well, why else would I be doing this? <laughs> um, so I, I went for it because I wanted to not worry about Austin's yeah. college education. I went for the money, and that's why I, I advised Austin and my nieces and nephews. The last thing you want to do when you're going to college is to think about your paycheck. Think about your longevity mm -hmm. and your happiness because the money is, you know, that Beatles song. No, mm -mm. Beatles are right. Can't buy you love or happiness or none of that. And Absolutely. I'll also say, no matter how much money they throw at you, if you're dead, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's what you were saying. Um, yeah, I always say things in a slightly harsher Ella kind of way. So you transitioned one more. To, was there another sabbatical in between the startup job or there was? But however, this time was completely unpaid because I kind of maximized the state's disability benefits the time before. Hmm. And I didn't quite reach the one year and one month mark at the startup where I would be eligible for short-term disability. You know what? I took that back. I would never qualified for short-term disability. And I think this is a key point for us or you guys to discuss because psychological issues are um, uh, incredibly hard to diagnose and produce evidence to support mm. my disability claim. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. yeah I, People say you're you're obviously bright enough to work in a tech startup managing their you know business and computer stuff. 
do you need any help, you know, with your daily activities, like taking care of yourself, cooking, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And you can go to work. There's uh, quite a problem. There, I mean, in the workforce all over, even in the fire department. And I know I've heard Gemma mention over in the UK as well. Uh, mental health issues are, are hard to even get covered by insurance. Um, mm. You know, so let alone now you're on a sabbatical unpaid. Um, it's hard to prove, uh, like you just said, uh, with any kind of doctor's notes and that kind of thing. And then they insurance. They had it all. Yeah, because I had to file for that. I was hoping I can file for that first before I, you know, and if they approved, then I can more calmly take my leave without that added level of stress about where is my next job going to be. But um, I think I tried short term applying for various two, at least two companies. I tried the same route. I I never succeeded. And I'm hella good when it comes to documentation. (laughs) Hella good. I wrote documentation as part of my living. And somebody asked if I had a business degree. Yes, I did. My business degree was in information systems, which is, you know, tech. Okay. Um, Did you go for master's or anything like that? I don't know. I stepped right from my bachelor's into work because I needed to help my family. Yes. Okay. So, and I researched what degree pays the fastest most before I pick my college um, major. Also, not a great idea. Don't do it. Don't do it. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, no, that's it. What? Um, so we're we're at the last job now, um, and we're we're coming up. And it's still, I guess, you're finding that you're just it's all the same symptoms all over again. Mm-hmm. And it's just so we're getting the the anxiety. The anxiety is the the main, right? Full on. And I want to bring each... up. Oh, sorry. I want to bring up this image, and we can uh, kind of talk about it and see if any of this hits home. I found this just looking, um, you know, at the... a bit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, like, rough. They're just some numbers throw out there you know 38 percent go home end their day with hurting hands uh the stressed out eyes the 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 headaches um recent study finding that 90 percent of doctors visits are linked to stress alone that is a huge number 90 percent yeah but But uh, yeah you know they they it's almost impossible to file a short-term disability claim when with the primary condition of mental issues. Mm-hmm. Actually, the first time I didn't even file for, um, for disability with my anxiety as a diagnosis, I used something else because I knew it was going to be difficult. Yeah. And here's, here's, a, here's a huge number. Employees stress results in as much as $300 billion in lost productivity annually. $300 billion. I believe it because it's not, I mean, I'm not an isolated case. 
And I remember one night, this is like second to the last job. I'm still at the startup. I usually take the train to downtown San Francisco because we live close enough by the station. And when I go home at night, it's usually eight or nine. I will always like take a little something for Austin. So he looks forward to my coming home. Mm -hmm. um, the other perk is that they have all these file cabinets like in the middle. You know, there'll be like desks on either side and then a whole entire row of uh, what looks like file cabinets. But if you open them, they don't have files. When you open it, it's like a 7-Eleven inside. <laughs> Every single conceivable candy, snack, drinks are in the middle. Protein bars. Mm. Um, so you, you, it's another part to try to get you to stay there yeah and you there's... don't even have you don't even walk across the street to the corner store to get yourself a snack because it's right there <laughs> <laughs> there's stress in uh the workplace and the world around uh it's something that i feel like everybody uh out there in in the uh corporate world or even blue collar trades uh we all feel it um certainly uh i have i had a good deal of stress in my job um i can't imagine i have a good deal of stress in my job and it, it certainly took a toll on me as well um and my mental health i i have a bit of a different uh, uh, outlook on it i guess because it was hard for me to notice like you were getting you were talking about getting the the full-on you know almost chest pains and and cardiac mm -hmm. issues um, mine was just wearing down at my brain, uh, I guess. And it, it's hard for, it was hard for me to notice that it was happening because every day I get up to go to work, I am excited. I love my job so much. And it's, it's just, it's a blessing. And even 14 years later, almost 15, I still get excited to go to work, but it still takes that toll, um, you know, every not knowing what you're going to get into or, you know, what calls you're going to run and, and stuff like that. It was certainly stressing me out and, you know, being away from your family for sometimes 48 hours at a time on holidays and such. Um, it just it, it snuck up on me for sure. And the kind of things that you have to deal with, I mean, even though you're excited to get up to go to your job, but your job involves dealing with like tremendous amounts of stress and trauma and and injuries and worse. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, high stress situations, uh, you never know exactly what the hell you're gonna get into. Yeah, and um, you know that your life might be at stake. How is the, the teaching workforce there, Gemma? Um, while I was there, that's something that I really enjoyed. I was very much like you. I loved my job, but the I'm thing so that I struggled to bring up because I worked in, I was child protection as well. Mm -hmm. And I, I dealt with children that would come to me and tell me that they were being abused or oh. like they'd been hit. Um, the hardest one for me obviously like was to be told that at 
nine-year-old. They were meeting uh, their future husband and that they'd been abused and many, many things. And it was trying to cut it off and not bring that home for me. That really, mm-hmm. really, I really struggled with. I, I struggled to cut it off and leave it at the door. And I was teaching for very close to 14 years. And in the end, medically retired. It wasn't through choice that I stopped. But yeah, it was something I loved, but also something that caused me a great deal of stress. But then as the years went on and things changed, there was also a lot of paperwork that was introduced. And it stopped being about teaching a mob about proving the grades and proving that you've done this that and the other so that was it's not what it used to be the job yeah so ella we're four jobs four five jobs deep and we haven't learned a lesson yet no but i can still do it i keep telling myself things are about to change right and we're gonna take a little what did you call it a pivot no, I, I actually had one more job after the startup. Oh, yeah, go for it. It was a bank. And um, I was there for a contract. And I thought, you know, I'll just finish the contract and then rest. And then, you know, I'll, I'll time myself so that part of my career during the second half of my life will be controlled. So I give myself long breaks in between. That was going to be my way of dealing with it, even though, you know, I knew that any kind of disability will be difficult to justify and get approved unless, you know, I can visibly show that, you know, my right arm and my left leg is like lopped off because mm-hmm. they want, they want like tangible injuries and illnesses Yes. when it's just like in here and they, you know, I did like all kinds of ECGs, um, the kind, I did the stress test, like when make, make you run on the treadmill mm-hmm. and they measure your heart rate. And then another one where you bring the monitor home. I forget what it was called. A sleep study. Um, it was for my heart. Oh, oh ACG. Uh, no, I bring it home. I bring it home and wear this device for about three to four days. Oh, Thomas has had that. It's, um, oh gosh, what do they yeah, call it? Yeah, the name escaped me. But they put like the electrodes where, mm-hmm. you know, it is still, take it, off. it is still an EKG machine. Yeah. Um, yeah. They just measure. slightly measure longer term. Yeah, it's a longer term test to see how your heart reacts over a couple of days span. Um, mm-hmm. And if they can pinpoint times of days, maybe that stress is uh, more active. But mm-hmm. um, but yeah. since it's not physical, again, they don't see any patterns that can be resolved with, um, I mean, like resolved mm-hmm. to root cause with medication. So they just started giving me like lorazepam. I didn't have gabapentin until I got shingles. But yeah, so the last job was a bank. They offered me a contract at first. And then they offered me a little bit more to join them full time. And I 
said, yes. And that kind of screwed up my plan of just working there a year and then leaving and finding something else. I shouldn't have said yes again, but I did. So I wasn't too smart. It's hard not to. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. So it's that something was the last we all, point. It, it is something we all struggle with, though, is saying no. Uh, oh, definitely. Uh, Hindsight is a wonderful thing. <laughs> Yeah, and so, we weren't affluent enough to say, okay, at, you know, 40-ish, I can just hang it up. And all this time, you're not really doing anything to ground yourself during these days. Of course days. not, because yeah. therapists didn't work. So it was time um, to find something to do, right? Mm-hmm. Something that took away this stress, took away... Or the the... the, the I, I only determined that I was not made for corporate tech anymore after the bank job. And the symptoms, after every subsequent job, the symptoms just come back faster and harder. Mm-hmm. So, like, the symptoms, like, build on itself to become, like, more severe. So when I left the bank one, um, I thought, okay, maybe this is not such a good idea. Um, and you know how people always say the cliche, you know, when, when you, when life serves you a forked road, try to follow your passion. Mm-hmm. Um, since I know that tech career didn't agree with me, so I thought, okay, well, what, what is this fork telling me? Retire? Or my passion was, I've always had a house bunny for like 20 years of my life. We've always had a house bunny. Mm-hmm. So when that question played in my head, I looked around. I said, okay, what is my passion? Oh, great. I have bunny poop, bunny hair, and, and Timothy Hay all over my house. Timothy Hay. So how do I turn that into something that'll pay for anything? And how am I supposed to help the bunny rescues that I always want to? Um. And then I thought, hmm, were there anybody else um, with a shop or have part of their shop devoted to um, bunny merchandise? I mean, not not stuff for bunnies. There's a lot, a lot of um, entrepreneurs who who source make um, toys and food for bunnies. But I'm paranoid. I I think you know if I source something and I kill somebody's rabbit, I feel um, guilty for the rest of my life, so I mm-hmm. can't do that. I mean, but that market is big. It's a lot easier than what I do, even though the dollar volume is lower. But there's always, always, always um, a demand because when you sell that kind, of, like the smaller, like toys and um, little, you know, pay treats and stuff like that, all those are consumables. So your customers keep coming back. It's kind of like a drug, right? Because you buy something and then you have to rebuy it. Unlike yeah. that cute bunny on your desk. <laughs> I have several of these. I, thank you for starting your farm. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, they're actually nice for grounding as well. Like you can squeeze them. And... Yeah, they're all squishy. And I'm just like drawn to. So yeah. So yeah. That's so my talk, about I... the, uh, talk about the birth of the. The new business and 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 puppy cat 
and and mm. how how this has all changed your world. Yeah. So I decided to close the door on that tech business. And since I had a house full of money for poop, <laughs> Timothy Hay, I thought that is really my passion. But what can I do with it so that I can keep the roof over my head and donate to Puppy Cats Rescue? Um, so I thought, well, let, let's try this entrepreneur business. At first, it was completely online because that's the lowest startup cost. And since I have a tech background, I don't have to hire anybody. I know exactly what I need to do, where to get whatever tool, hardware, software, licensing, all that. So it was you know, very, very low cost. And it was just a little bit of inventory that I have to keep. But what yes. I didn't know was that the business cycle for an entrepreneur who is doing it as a full-time career, not as a hobby, the business cycle is pretty much the same as like a mid-sized and huge company, except you get to do it all yourself. <laughs> um, you know, writing business plans, your books, um, advertising, website development, e-store, e-commerce issues, payment, all that, you know, and it's, sourcing receiving now, shipping you, you get to do this though all at your own pace right i mean obviously you still have bills to pay but it, it's a you're not under somebody else's yes or, or constant finger you know mm -hmm. thumb. so i could like okay you know by now i'm like okay i kind of have a clue now so i better take care of this whatever this is if I don't feel good, just stop it. And there'll be no one to ask where I am, when can I be at work, blah, blah, blah. So that's much more controllable. And um, of course, the downside is that the money does not compare, not by a long shot. Even if I, if I make a profit for any particular year. And last year was just, yeah. You guys know. <laughs> so this all sounds very stressful as well, though. I thought this was the turning point of... It is. Like what you said, I don't have to answer to anyone else. And um, like you, every day when I wake up, I'm excited to do what I do. Ah, there it is. Hmm. That is the first time I've had that feeling ever. And I mean ever. Shirley says it's a different type of stress. Yeah. No amount of money can come anywhere close to your own mental health. And like going to work and getting thousands of pounds, but hating your job and being stressed in comparison to, yeah, okay, not maybe having nearly as much money, but loving your job and feeling better in yourself, you know? But there's no comparison. Yeah. So even if for a particular year I'm in the red, um, I the thought hasn't really even crossed my mind that I should fold it. That's mm. good. That's um, good. Thanks to you know the crazy years, and I saved up a little bit. Uh, so it helps me. You know, it's that rainy day. I had a rainy 18 months. 
Yeah. So um, the excitement is definitely there. I feel a lot more um, connected to my cause. Yeah. I am working towards something that I'm completely passionate about. And I'm not chasing someone else's dream. It's mine. That's perfect. And, um, you know, I, the bunny rescue itself, um, save, save a That puppy cat is right there. In uh, his in tunnel. A, Wait, his I tunnel. can't point. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> he hangs out there most of the day. Yeah, that's his tunnel. And I mean, the sun, as you can see, it comes right down. And bunnies are like burrowing, burrowing kind of animals. So he likes staying out there during the day. And he comes out and stream with me at night, as most of you guys know. Yeah, and that that's the other thing. Uh, you you found grounding in in your business and your bunny and your ukulele and the live streaming platform of Haps here. We All have that. a good time. Uh, that's one of the biggest changes that you made because uh, you weren't doing any of this beforehand and neither was oh, I no. to be to be fair you know earlier in my it was career. work work yeah. and and my child you have to find mm -hmm. those those moments even if they're five minutes out of the day uh, to to take some you time and sit down and read a book or play ukulele uh, how has the uke uh, helped you out other than giving it... you sore fingers? You want to see which knuckle hurts the most? <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe I'll. Um, it definitely grounds me. I love music. I played the piano half my life. Uh -huh. But it's not portable. I can't, I, you know, it's kind of hard to carry a piano with you. Sure. Anywhere. <laughs> So during the pandemic, I stuck at home. I go, I want, I want another instrument. I we used to go to Hawaii once or twice every year, so I fell in love with the sound of the ukulele. Um, so and I, I'm kind of control freaky, in case you guys don't already know. Um, but during the pandemic, I wanted one, but there was nowhere to go that I can hold one in my hand. So I kind of waited until shops were um, allowed to open. I went and and got it. And for the longest time, that would be the thing that helped me even feel drowsy without drugs. Mm -hmm. I mean, this brain does not feel drowsy. That's the problem. It can't, does not know the wiring is like hella faulty. I am fully aware. I mean, the constant racing thoughts. Uh, yeah, how do you shut that up? I mean, like, shut up. <laughs> Music is magic, as Brian says. It yeah. is. Um, yeah, it's 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 all a matter of uh, grounding and doing something like you just said. Uh, it, the the ukulele allows you to calm that those racing thoughts and and, and get you, I've get met you a, a group of really cool friends like yourselves, and that every single night I can count on some of you. Somehow you guys worked out the shifts like perfectly. I mean, <laughs> I know we, we use it as a joke, especially with Uncle Rick and Molly, that reporting in for shift one and shift two, but I, I am never really alone, ever. That's and a beautiful thing. That's 
why I play during the times that I do because I get to lull the West Coast friends to sleep. And I get to say good morning to my East Coast friends. Yeah, and you, like, uh, like Leslie saying, you help people along the way too because not only are we helping you, you know, feel not alone and all that, it, it, it translates the other way too. You're helping uh, Leslie keep through her, um, she was just not feeling well for a couple of days and she said <laughs> the laughs Molly. we provided. <laughs> Uncle Rick is a slacker. I know, uh, did Uncle Rick not report in for his daytime shift? I don't know. He might have been watching some replays. Uh, we did. Ha we did have. He said he watches quite a bit of replays during the day, but he doesn't. Uh, every now and again, I see a comment. You know, hey Tim, reporting in for replay duty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we did have uh, this video you wanted me to show you. Would Would you like to uh, say a few words about it? Yeah. So the video that Tim is going to play is uh, where a puppy cat came from. And that organization is called savabunny.org. They're located in Mill Valley, Northern California, just north of the Golden Gate. And um, that organization is what I primarily support with my business first, um, with revenue or no revenue. It is part of my steady budget. And um, I want to give more, but I got to still watch the business budget. So the awards I get here, if I make a comfortable enough profit at the shop where I can pay the mortgage and have a little leftover, saverbunny.org is where it goes first. And then, uh, and then the other um, bunny rescues, I would you know, allocate either supplies or you know, extra funds come in for whatever reason, then I will spread that out amongst um, other animal and bunny rescues. Oh, right I'm on. not an angel. I'm not. Uh, I, me, this is just what I want to do. Let me play this. Let me pop this up. This is the savebunny.org website. Mm -hmm. um, and this just, you know, um, describes what they do. How nice is that? I mean, that that is a perfect way to sum it up too. It's a good day, finally. I love you that. Know? Mm. Yep. When we right. find ourselves in that, that place, like where where those bunnies end up. And that's an amazing thing, and and you've truly found this passion that you have, and followed it, and and now would you say that your life is in such a much better place? Absolutely, no doubt at all. No doubt. Just don't it. look at my bank account. If you don't, the rest is fine. <laughs> but like you said, though, money is the least important thing in, on your. Yeah, because if I'm dead, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter how much you have, and then you you can't sell these little guys either. So no. speaking of these little guys, let's talk uh, shop for a minute. Uh, I actually have, like you said, a farm. I'm going <laughs> to go. Show here. off your farm. Tim. I don't have I don't have them all charged, but they all light up. Yeah, they still have to be fed with, with the charge. 
Uh, these guys, this is a Bluetooth speaker. So that is my number one bestseller. They're cool. Yeah, this one's not. If this was another broadcast, I would absolutely have something to say about that. But But it is a a Bluetooth speaker that you can pair with your iPhone um, and play some tunes. Uh, This is another lady, light up Mm -hmm. bunny. And then this is my newest edition. The he doesn't have a name yet, but he's got glasses. Oh, do you name your 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 guys too? Like um, how. Piano Man named his Pyrex. <laughs> uh, my my youngest stepdaughter named this one just got the name of Bunny. Bunny. Oh, it's appropriate. Yeah, uh, this one doesn't have a name yet either. So we'll work on that, and I'll let you know on your streams. Thank uh, you. <laughs> but go to mybunnyvalentine.com. That is Ella's website. Uh, shop her merch. There's a lot of great stuff on there. Very reasonable prices, and you can use uh, my my own personal discount code. She gave me Fire Dude Fifteen. We'll put that in the comments for you. Yeah, thank you, Brian. Brian. Yeah, Brian went ahead. And... <laughs> oh, and Gemma, you guys are awesome. Uh, I frequently forget. Um, uh, does it have lower to be case, lower yeah, case. Yeah, they're case sensitive. That's like like Dina D did there. Thank you, though, Brian and Dina and Thank Gemma. You. Don't don't um, ask Shirley to type it in though, because she's gonna give out all kinds of codes that don't work. She gives the wrong code. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, these are just some of the electronics that you offer. But there's also plush stuffed animals. There's yeah, I'm uh, trying to source more plushies, but plushies are um, they bleed into my profits very easily. What else do you have on there? You have uh, earrings jewelry. and jewelry. Yeah. Um, I'm making a batch of uh, bucket hats with the puppy cat mascot in the front and my logo in the back. I'm waiting for those to be done. And it's going to be in my signature purple. And it's dark. It's a dark enough shade that it's going to be unisex. All kinds of stickers. Yep, that is, that is a puppy cat mascot. And an artist in Switzerland designed that for me. Very cool. Yeah, stickers, masks. Um, oh, yeah, masks. If you ever need to know about masks, Ella is your lady. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, will... but just let Tim on a, a union break, and then I'll tell you. <laughs> Someone's but... asking about the percentage for the discount code. Oh, yeah, so um, the code that Tim just showed is 15%. That That's going to be permanent, as long as you guys know some of my friends on HAPS. A lot of them will have a code. And you can choose whichever one you want. And um, there's a 15% site-wide sale right now until tomorrow. I might extend it for another day. But um, you can combine that sale with Tim's 15%. So it's 15% times not quite times 15. It's not quite 30%, but it's close. And uh, the the Fire Dude 15 code will work, work forever. Forever. But it uh, also uh, generates a commission for me, which we here have decided to donate back to the bunny rabbits. Oh. Um, so that stays with the, the rabbits and the bunnies and Thank you the so Ellas. Much. 
And yes, Ella, thank you so much for, for joining us this evening. We are coming My up on the pleasure. hour. Um, it, it was very informative. Uh, and I know everybody likes to hear from another human being, you know, that goes through the shit like we all do. And uh, it, it really does help to reinforce that we're not alone out there and that mm. everybody has yeah. struggles. And, and money is not the solution. And and yeah, bunnies are the solution. And bunny poop. For Ella. Yeah. Um, but as we always say uh, towards the end of our shows, uh, don't forget tonight is Catalyst Wednesday uh, over on Jim in Chicago Land's channel. Uh, JS on HAPS. 11 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 p.m. Central. Um, and then Ella time, that would be what? Eight o'clock? Yeah. And uh, in the UK, Gemma, that's what? 11, 12, 1, 2, 3, 4. Four in the morning? <laughs> I can't, you can't promote me being up at that time, though, but I probably will. Uh, also, I think there is a broadcast of the Creative Multiverse, which uh, is done by Joseph Burke our good friend and um yeah absolutely uh what else is coming up for you ella just um in our, terms of haps yeah just our normal oh yeah, yeah. Uh, there's there's always us in the evening the bickersons uh, as molly like to call us yes we but we have fun everybody comes in Gemma comes in we can always uh Count on Gemma about three o'clock in the morning. That's when I know uh, when I see Gemma pop in, it's like, oh boy, maybe I should get to bed. Is it something I said? <laughs> you come in and go, and we all fall, fall asleep. If but, only it was that easy. You, you, I'll call you like at 10 o'clock every night. Gemma, can you just show up? Because you know, I need to go to sleep. It's time to get, oh. time to get out of here. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you very much in the comments. Thank you all for all the awards and thanks for your time again mm -hmm. for another hour of the Mental Health Hour. Uh, it's been a very fun one and it was great to have Ella on. Yeah, it was. To be thank here. you, Ella. Yes, it's just and like Ella... hanging out with friends, but I just have to like behave and not poke fun at Tim the yes. whole entire hour. Like, I have not to not this myself. time. You can do that. You can do that later. <laughs> as soon as we go offline, it's going to start. Oh, yes, no. no doubt about it. <laughs> but could you take us out with uh, just anything you could say to anyone that might be where you were in your corporate world and what you would like to tell them? Absolutely take care of your physical and mental health first. I learned that a little too late, but not too, too late. Um. Yeah, definitely. And when you teach your young ones to money shouldn't be the, the, the ultimate goal when we teach our children. Um, but mind you, Austin's a total brat. He has issues too. But he knows how to be kind first. Right. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Ella. And thank, thank you, Thank you for having me, you guys. Yeah, yeah thank and you, Ella. We'll we will definitely see everybody later on. We'll be back again next week for another hour. And mm -hmm. we'll see you then.